Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Mern. I'm a certified health coach, certified personal trainer, and soon to be a certified brain rewiring coach. We're going to be talking about all things training, nutrition, mindset, and hormone balancing for the Lady Climber. You can learn more about me and the services I offer over at ladybetacoaching.com and over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching. Let's dive in. I'm so excited to have Sandy on the show, but first some updates before we hop in. So today is the last day that you can join the waitlist for Synergy. That is my brain rewiring program that's coming up. It's starting March 1st, and I'm so excited for it. If you're on the waitlist, you get to save money. You get to be the first to know when enrollment opens on February 3rd. It's going to be such a good time. I cannot wait. Sandy and I actually talk about brain rewiring in this episode. It's been so incredibly life-changing for me, not only in my climbing, but my business and my relationships as well. It's truly made me a happy person and it's just it's crazy to think that even a year ago like I was nowhere near as happy or as calm as I am now and things just seem to like flow effortlessly in my life like you know I still I still work hard of course but I'm like wow the things that come my way like never could I have imagined life and could feel this quote easy. So today's the last day to jump on the waitlist for that. You can go to the show notes to hop on the waitlist. And then also Sandy and I, we're talking all about human design. So if you're like, uh, Chelsea, what even is that? So you're going to want to go get your chart at jovianarchive.com. So I'll, again, I'll link that in the show notes. Um, this chart is a free chart that you get. You just need to know your birth date, your birth time, and then they send you an email with your chart. You're going to see your main type. You're going to see a lot of information on this chart as well, but we're going to go into that in this episode as well. So make sure you get your chart first and then listen to this episode. So let's dive into this interview with Sandy. Today I have Sandy and I'm so excited to have her here. She is a human design expert. So Sandy, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about you and what you do. Hi everyone, my name is Sandy Yang. I am a human design expert and brain rewiring coach. I was working in public accounting for several years and I have been running my own coaching business since like six months ago. And I am so enthusiastic about sharing human design with everyone that wants to listen because it has helped me so much. And yeah, I am excited to share more with you. And let's just talk about what human design is in a nutshell. So is a system based on your exact time of birth, date of birth and place of birth. So it's kind of like astrology, you have a chart. And human design essentially helps you is like your chart is your roadmap to how you can live in alignment and flow, um, living your purpose, use your energy in the most satisfying, efficient way. Um, so it can be really helpful with building a business, making a relationship better, um, and like physical health, mental health. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What was it about human design that kind of first drew you in about it? Well, I learned about it really randomly on a wellness podcast. I was working in public accounting and pretty effing miserable. So... <laughs> I am a, naturally a very logical person. So for me to dig into quote unquote woo woo tools, I was desperate for some other sort of guidance. And 
When I first found out about human design, I learned that I was a projector with emotional authority with one three profile, and I was really triggered. Like, what do you mean I have to wait for other people to invite me in? That is the strategy of being a projector, and you're a projector yourself.、Mm -hmm. So I think we have first the same impression. That's what I sort of got when we did a session, but that also made me feel like. Low key validated, like I never like selling or pitching. I kind of just want people to come ask me for advice, and I was low key intrigued, but also really triggered. And we know that when we're triggered, this is where we should really lean in. So I began following Instagram accounts about human design and just like researching myself, and I got to a point. Oh, so you know how in 2019 everyone was so stoked for 2020. It was going to be my year, and like January rolled around, I went to my first day of, you know, first day of work for the year, and I was like, wow, if I don't change anything, like this year is just going to be the fucking same. Yep. So I kind of was just like following my pings, like, hey, like. This is very interesting to you. Why don't you just learn about it more? And the more I learned about human design, the more I wanted to share with other people. I was always tempted to ask people, like, "Hey, what time were you born?" Yeah, and that kind of just became my business. I was really focused on nutrition when I started my side hustle in coaching. But it just naturally pivoted to this、um, human design coaching.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when we did our session together, so I got a reading from Sandy, and it was super helpful to me because I got my chart back, and I was just like, I do not know what all of this means. I don't really want to do all of the research. Like, I kind of just want somebody to explain this to me. So go ahead and explain. So there are five different types for human design. Can you give us like just a brief little overview? So when people get their chart, it's going to say something like projector, manifester. Like, what do those kind of mean? Sure. So there are more than two billion configurations in human design. So that means we literally are unique. Not just saying, "Oh, you're unique." We actually are. We actually are, and that's very like comforting to know. No one is like you. And at the high level, we break people down into five archetypes. So they are generators, manifesting generators, projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. So no type is better than the other. We actually all need each other. Every type has a role to play in society for us to. Thrive as a collective. Let's start with generators. So they're about thirty-five-ish percent of the population. You don't have to be a chakra expert, but I do want people to note that there is the sacral energy center, and that is really key for generators and manifesting generators. So they have a very powerful sacral center that gives them. This physical response that guides them、um, throughout their lives. So this is what is commonly known as the gut feeling. So the sacral center is very much about desire and life force energy. Generators are meant to be 
creators and builders of society is not like they're worker bees, but they do have the capacity to really make things happen. The strategy in human design, which is how you bring in more opportunities for yourself as a generator, your strategy is to respond. And that sounds confusing. I was like, what? It means you can let life come to you. It's like the universe is your buffet is constantly asking you, hey, like, do you like this or do you like that? How about this one? And your job is to pick one and you decide based on how your body feels. So your sacral gives you like a yes versus no feeling. A yes feels like you feel energized physically. You notice you're standing up taller, sitting up straighter, like you're expanded. You can feel it as a good feeling or some people feel warm in their stomach or you are talking about a topic and you're just all of a sudden very um, enthusiastic. A no feels like a lack of that good response or you feel a knot in your stomach or you feel cold is physically contracting. <laughs> so for generators is very yes and no, black and white. So if you are friends with a generator or you work with one, it's better to give them multiple choice or yes and no questions. So they have something to respond to. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So yeah, it's really just them like tapping into that gut intuition feeling and then trusting that. Yeah. And it's super real time. I'm literally mm -hmm. so not envious, but I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, they can make decisions really quickly versus other types might need a little bit longer to decide or to reflect on it. Exactly. And when they feel that full body gut response, yes, they have the energy to pursue whatever it is. So if you're a college student, you're graduating, you're looking for a job, you can go on LinkedIn to be presented with all the options for jobs. And you just see what which one hits. And then you have the energy to go reach out to the company, apply to that job, um, hit up someone who knows someone who works for that company. So it's like the process of pursuing feels more flowy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like, oh my God, I need to look for a job. Maybe I need to go to this interview and it's, it might suck. I might not like it. Do you see the difference? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little envious too now because I'm like, man, the, the buffet thing, like you literally have so many options in front of you and all you have to do is like really tune into your inside and what that, what feels like alignment for you. Totally. And when the generator is really fired up about doing something they love, that sacral energy is so contagious and juicy. It makes them very magnetic and charismatic. Like people just want to be around you, mm -hmm. you know, like Oprah is a generator and people love her. Yep. And she's in alignment with what she was meant to do. So that just like feeds into that even more positively. Yeah. Shall we move on to manifesting generators? So similar to generators, their strategy is also to respond. The difference is manifesting generators are multi-passionate by nature. 
this is your friend who has a full-time job, runs a side hustle, teaches yoga, has two kids, but it is energetically correct for them to have their hands on multiple things simultaneously. If they make themselves just commit to one thing, they actually get really restless and bored. So if you're an MG, um, it is healthy for you to pivot when your energy is not in it anymore. And you essentially want to follow where your energy wants to go. And you might feel like, well, but I already committed and invested in a photography course, but now I don't want to do that anymore. It's like, you can trust that that photography course will be useful maybe somewhere down the line. Maybe you start your own coaching business and you need to put together your own branding and they'll come in handy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a lot of trusting. Mm -hmm. Would you say that they have trouble with managing energy at all? Or how would you go about telling or coaching somebody that is a manifesting generator? For generators and MGs, the common shadow is not having strong enough boundaries. Um, they, a lot of them feel like they need to help everybody. And you feel like you should, but mm -hmm. you don't have the energy for it. And they, maybe everyone wants you at their party because again, you have this juicy sacral energy that is good to be around. But if you are not in it, your heart is not in it, people can feel your frustration. And when you're doing something that's draining, it drains your energy as well as everybody else's. And when you are fired up um, and you're in that good energy flow, everyone gets to ride that with you. So for the generators and MGs, it's really important for them to be selfish and like put themselves first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, I mean, especially women have trouble with that too, is kind of saying yes to everybody else but themselves. So I think with this, like noticing where you're frustrated in your life or maybe noticing where you feel resentful, like that's going to be a really big key into like, yes, placing more boundaries here because you're literally living out of alignment with your, your type right there. Yeah. And again, everyone is going to write your energy with you. When I, you know, work with a generator that is in alignment, I am energized. I leave the session and have a really good rest of my day. So it's like, oh, we live in a win-win-win universe, which is really wonderful. It just takes you to be selfish and put yourself first. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay, so what about the manifestors? The manifestors are the only people in the world who are designed to initiate movements, projects, start things, mm -hmm. essentially. They're about nine-ish percent of the population. So um, generators and MGs, they together make up 70%. And so manifestors is a smaller group. Um, like in ancient history, manifestors are like the kings and queens and people who start wars. Um, so people have this impression that manifestors are power hungry and kind of aggressive. But um, in modern day, 
manifestors just want to be at peace and do their own thing. They really value autonomy. If you've ever talked to a manifestor, um, you will know that when they get urges to initiate, to start things, to, you know, do certain things. And unless they do it, they will just keep thinking about it. So they really need that autonomy. And when they get the urge, they move really fast. They are really good at creating momentum, but they're not meant to do it alone. They are energetically impactful by nature. So you can have a manifestor child and your generator parent, but even the child doesn't really know anything. You will notice that, oh, um, a lot of what we do as a family is based on what the child wants to do. If you know a manifester, I know like I worked with one before and she will come up to me at like 2 p.m. on a Wednesday and be like, let's go for a walk. And I would naturally want to go on a walk with her. Mm-hmm. And they're not for everybody. So it's really important that they trust that the right people will come and their strategy is to inform people what they're up to. Like, what am I working on right now? If you think about a group of people going camping and there's the manifestor generators, MGs, projectors, and reflectors, manifestors are the people who say, Hey, let's like camp here. And if the generators and MGs, everyone else are, you know, meant to be your people, they'll be like, yeah, sure. This sounds good. I like that. And then, you know, we'll just camp over here. So do you see how they're impactful to the collective? Absolutely. So you said manifestors, they're really good at initiating things. So does that mean these are the types of people that were not meant to finish things? Or do they need help finishing things? Like how do they kind of bring, let's say, an idea to complete fruition? Or were they just not meant to? They're like the trailblazers of society. So they get that urge to start a thing. Mm-hmm. They are meant to share it with people. The right people get on board. So the generators, MGs, projectors, reflectors come. It's like the manifestors are like train drivers. And they're supposed to announce to everyone, I'm going to Madrid. This train is going to Madrid. And whoever wants to come is welcome. They're not meant to be like, hey, do you want to come to Madrid with me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like putting out what they're up to is what brings them the right people to help them finish that movement, that project they started. Manifestors aren't meant to go from start to finish. In terms of workflow and energy management, when they get that urge, they can really make things happen really fast. But it's like, okay, now we are in momentum. Um, Others can get on board and finish it off. Mm -hmm. So they work in like HID style. It's like, oh, they work a lot in the beginning, and Mm -hmm. then they maybe chill a little bit, and then they just like let everybody else take over. Mm -hmm. Like bursts. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you have to start your own company or be the boss. As long as you have autonomy, like your own office, you can 
have flexibility in your schedule and you feel at peace with what you have, you don't feel like people are always bothering you, then you're in alignment. And if you work with other people, it's important that you tell them like, okay, let's say manifestor husband and generator wife. If the manifestor husband is really on a roll working till 1am at the office, he might want to send the wife a text like, Hey, babe, I'm working late. And she'll just be fine with it. But if he doesn't, the generator wife is going to be like, hmm, things may be shady. And then she will be bugging him and be like, hey, babe, where are you? And then the manifestor is like, oh, no one lets me just do my own thing. And they get angry from it. That's such a good example. I love that so much. Like it really goes to show like how knowing your type and other people's types too, you know, people that are close to you, especially how you're going to be able to improve your relationships with them. Let's talk a little bit about projectors, which maybe we're biased, but this might be my favorite type. (laughs) Same. Um, Well, I love all the types, but projectors is dear and close to me. Um, They're about 20-ish percent of the population, so like still a smaller group. And projectors, so only generators and manifesting generators have the sacral energy, 
projectors are naturally insightful. They are very good at spotting patterns and seeing how processes and systems can be more efficient. They are really good at identifying room for improvement. So the generators and MGs are really great at expressing life force and build and create. Projectors are the ones who identify like, hey, we can do this better. So they adjust the expression of that life force. Mm -hmm. And I always give this example. If we're in an animal kingdom, the generators and MGs are like the bigger animals, the elephants and the lions, they can do a lot more in an hour than the projector can. The projector is more like the bird. You're just hanging out uh, um, from above and seeing how everyone's doing and provide, you know, inputs to make the process smoother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for the bird to keep up with the bigger animals, the projector would be exhausted and to try to keep up, you are almost like wasting your energy when you could just be a better guide. Not saying you can't do or accomplish as much. It's just your genius isn't guiding. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I remember when I first came to you for for my reading, I was like, I just really don't feel like I'm a projector. I was like, I really don't feel like this matches for me. And you told me I was an energy projector. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. So can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. So there's three types of projectors. And there's so there's um, energy projectors. That means you have a motor center defined on your human design chart. And this may sound a little bit more complicated, but if you think about the chakra system, we have the root center and that is in human design, the root center is very much about creating momentum, the pressure to get things going, like moving forward. We also have um, the emotional center. So emotions also generate energy. Like when you're really angry, you want to punch someone. So a energy projector has at least one motor center defined. Mm -hmm. But um, you know how like the sun always comes up every day? That is like sacral energy. It is very consistent. And the root center, for example, is more like adrenal energy. Like you can push it, but you're not meant to always be pushing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we have like undefined and defined centers in human design. And this might be getting more complicated, but defined centers are where we consistently can rely on for energy and awareness. Our defined centers gives us gives us flavor as a human. And our undefined centers is where we can feel into other people's energy. And as a projector, sometimes I feel like I act like a generator when I'm next to a generator. And if you need to get something done, you can leverage that energy. But you just want to know that, okay, I was really efficient and smart today, but that energy is not mine and I need to rest appropriately. 
Yep. Yeah, that's a big theme for projectors too is rest. Not that everybody doesn't need rest, but it really seems like projectors more than the other types, like they're not meant to just go, go, go all the time. Like they do need that downtime and really honestly to like let things come to them a little bit more as well. So I know that's a big thing for me is kind of like waiting for that invitation. So that's why it always felt so hard for me to like initiate hanging out with people or, you know, like I'm not generally not the type of person that's like, hey, I'm going to make the plans with you. I generally wait for people to come make plans with me. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about um, waiting for the invitation because this trips a lot of projectors up, Mm -hmm. including me. Um, so waiting for the invitation is important because again, you're very insightful. You probably see patterns in other people really easily. And you're like, as a coach myself, I'm like, oh, she's doing this. She's doing that. I know exactly what she needs and I know how to help her. But if this potential client isn't ready for it, then the projector with all the insights is going to feel really bitter. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and the bitterness is a sign that you are initiating too much. You are not being recognized by who you're collaborating with. So waiting for the invitation doesn't mean actually sitting on your couch or being passive. If you are, you know, a coach, you can share what you're really good at helping people with on, say, Instagram, or you start a podcast talking about it a YouTube channel, you don't need an invitation to do that. You only need an invitation when it involves other people. You don't need an invitation to move to a different city, right? It takes invitation to work with someone, moving with someone, be in a relationship with someone. And invitations don't have to be literal, although they can. If you feel energetically recognized and appreciated, then you can go for it. And with friends, your friends already love you. You don't need an invitation from them to go to lunch with them. You can just go. It doesn't have to be so deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, too. It's like, yeah, we're not just like waiting around for things to happen. We have to wait for like essentially the the guide in us to be recognized first. So that's like why for me, like I, I feel totally fine sharing a lot of things on Instagram and on the podcast. I don't need to wait for an invitation for that. But when it is something more like, let's say relationships, like I'm definitely not the initiator there. Yeah. And with recognizing our own genius that is very important because how is someone supposed to recognize you if you don't know what you're good at right um so you have to recognize yourself first as a projector um think about what is it that you're so enthusiastic to talk about with all your friends what are you googling at night obsessively Oh, I love it. That's such a good question, too. And I think a lot of people could stand to like, not brag about themselves, but kind of like, what am I really good at? Like, where's my zone of genius? And that'll that'll help them, you know, with all of this as well. Yeah. And you can find that out through some deep journaling, or you can just ask the people who are going to give you constructive feedback. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, we've got one type left. I feel like reflectors, poor reflectors, they're always saved for last. (laughs) Yeah, the reason for this is because they're less than 1% of the population. And that being said, they're literally unicorns um, 
of the world. They are really interesting, and unless you are a reflector, this sounds kind of crazy. They are meant to be our collective mirrors. That's why they're called reflectors. They really are good at helping people evaluate how things are going. Do you know a reflector? I don't. I don't know anybody. I mean, maybe hopefully after this podcast, people will take the take the quiz and they can let us know. But I don't know anybody that is. Okay, that's what I thought um, a while back. And then I asked the universe, send me some so I can learn about them. And then I realized five of my childhood friends are reflectors. So that was helpful. But yeah, they're meant to be our collective mirrors. And if you've ever hung out with one, they, it's not like they try, but they almost help you see yourself. It's like, they help you identify your shadows as well as what are your higher potentials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so their presence can be triggering for people or r- people really love hanging out with them. And as a reflector, you really have to prioritize yourself because if you ever pull your chart, your chart is very white which means you are a sponge to your environment. So does your environment feel good? Do you like the people you hang out with? Um, Those are all very important because they literally become their environment. It's like that whole saying, you're the average of the five people you spend most of your energy with or time with. That is true times 100 for the reflector. Mm -hmm. So they really do need to be protective of their own energy. You know, everybody does, but definitely reflectors do. Yeah, and they're meant to be adventurous and fluid with their identity too. Because again, they take in so much um, from their environment. As long as you're in a good environment, you are going to thrive. And yeah, like you're in alignment. And the common shadow with reflectors is that they want to define their identity. Mm -hmm. Like, who am I? What am I about? They want to like attach themselves to a label and put themselves in a box. This is just a a common shadow. Not saying every reflector is that way, but that is so draining and unhealthy for the reflector. If you're like trying to stick with what you authentically are not, you will feel really drained and uninspired. Mm-hmm. They're not self-themed, which is a sign of your off track in human design is disappointment. So that looks like being bummed about how boring the world is. It's like, is this all? Like life should sparkle and be surprising so their signature a sign that they're on track is being pleasantly surprised by what the world has to offer and you'll get that when you let your identity shift and change naturally Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's so interesting because they almost they're able to show everybody else kind of what they are so then they're sitting there wondering like well what am i but it's really more healthy for them to keep it more open and let that change Yeah, exactly. And the strategy for the reflector is waiting for the lunar cycle. 
um, this means you want to give yourself time with big decisions, like moving to a different city or taking on a job. You want to really let that time period unfold,、um, because, and this sounds so wild, but over the lunar cycle, the Reflectors' identity shifts. Some days they feel like a generator, and then a manifesting generator, and then a manifester. So, I mean, I've never lived that way. It sounds absolutely wild, but you basically want to really feel into the decision based on how your identity changes throughout the period. It doesn't have to be necessarily twenty-eight days, but you do want to give yourself time and let people know that this is just how. You process things.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's okay to take some time for that. It doesn't need to happen right away because, yeah, they almost need to like make sure that that's actually the alignment decision for them, and not you know when they're in their manifesting stage. Yeah, and we talked about alignment a lot in this episode, and I just want to remind people: there's no competition in living alignment. You just want to. Like do your best is better to be sixty five percent in alignment than forty percent.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like human design can be such a helpful tool for people. What have you found to be kind of the most helpful in your life? Personally, I mean, I felt so frustrated. In business school, because I was like, I don't want to pitch a presentation or pitch my offerings. And、um, when I was working in accounting, I felt like, oh, I need to work a lot of hours to be successful. But a part of me was like, why do people work so much? Does this take that much time to do?、Um, so it really. Brought me a lot of clarity, knowing that you know I'm a projector and I see a more efficient way in doing things, and I'm supposed to let people invite me in. I don't have to pitch or chase success. But、mm-hmm. like、everyone is meant to be successful. Is like your birthright.、Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's that's really exciting too. So, I mean, with success, that can be in business. You know, we talk a lot about climbing on here as well. Can you say a little bit more to that? Like, it's your birthright. It's kind of like you know, there's enough for everybody out there, right? And that is such a key concept to living your human design. I feel like a lot of us.、Um, Run on other people's guidelines to reach success, and you know, are living life chasing somebody else's definition of success. But you know, it make your own definition, right? That is what will actually make you feel fulfilled and happy. What were we talking about? Oh, success. Yeah, there's enough. There's enough for everybody. <laughs> Like I said in the beginning of the episode, we need each other. We need all five types. <laughs> Wait, what was the question? <laughs> you you answered it. It was great. It was perfect.、Um, okay. Okay. So, what might living out of alignment look like for somebody? I know it's going to be different for each of the types, but you know we've talked a lot about alignment at this point. But what would that look like? 
So when you pull your chart, there's always a part that says not self theme for generators and MGs is frustration. So frustrated, annoyed, you know that you have that sacral energy, but you don't feel energized. Um, yeah, frustrated, annoyed, not energized, drained. That's your not self theme. And maybe you feel like, well, I can't do very much about where my career is at right now. Um, try to see where can you make change? Can you take a really fun dance class every weekend that you're like fired up about, you're so excited about? That is moving you one step forward to living alignment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about taking inventory and making space. Ooh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, for the manifester, out of alignment feels like anger. And because again, and I have so many manifestor friends and clients are like, yeah, like when the urge hits, I just want to like get going that I forget to tell other people. And then they keep bothering me like, what are you doing? And I feel really annoyed. So anger is your not self theme. So just remind yourself to send a group text. This is what I'm up to. Mm -hmm. That will make you feel a lot more at peace for projectors is bitterness bitter that you have so much to share but no one appreciates it and you need to really see like are those people worth my energy because again your energy is not as powerful not powerful but your energy is rather inconsistent compared to the generators and mgs so if it's so precious you only want to spend it on the right people and things absolutely for reflectors we talked about this disappointment are you overly labeling yourself to something are you trying really hard to have an identity because your identity is meant to be fluid and to me that sounds so cool because i only get to be myself but the reflectors get to try on different identities Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. So, okay, tell me a little bit more about how you work with people in this capacity. I know you and I did a reading together. So if somebody's really interested in getting their chart read and they don't want to take the time or the energy to necessarily research every single little part of human design because it really is quite intricate. Where can they go to learn more from you? You can find me on Instagram at Sandy Yang Wellness. I do human design sessions. We customize readings for the client based on your intentions. Where do you want to bring more flow in your life that might be work, relationships, health? Um, so it's customized to you. And if you feel really validated, you want to live your human design. I think we both know that live, knowing your human design and living it there's a gap and it takes deconditioning and integration, a lot of brain rewiring. I work with people on a longer coaching container for them to step into alignment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I will link all of that in the show notes as well and make sure that people will be able to find you through that. This was so helpful. We're going to have to do a part two. We've already, we talked about this before we got on. I was like, yep, we're just going to lay the foundation right now and then we'll do a deeper dive later on. Yeah.
This has been so much fun. Thanks for having me. Of course. Really glad interviewing. Aw, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you so much to Sandy for coming on the show. I'll link to her and where you can find her, her Instagram, her website in the show notes. So make sure you go give her a follow over on Instagram. She shares a ton of advice on human design. You're going to be able to learn a lot. Make sure too that you go get your chart from jovianarchive.com. You'll be able to get your free chart. All you need to do is know your birthday and your birth time, and you'll be able to get that for yourself. There's a lot of information in that chart, so don't feel overwhelmed. It's a lot, I know. Listen to this episode and really, you know, start to dive in. Sandy has a lot of great resources on her website, on her Instagram as well. So you can start to really get to know yourself better and get to know, okay, where do I thrive the best? How do I need to make decisions? Like what's going to feel best for me? Because like she said in the beginning, like we are all such unique individuals, like nobody else is like you. So, you know, just because it works for one other person doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next week.